Literary Bitchcraft. You haven't heard from us in, I guess, a week now. Um, it's Alexis. I lost all of our footage and one of our friends. <laughs> Don't know where she went. She's lost along with footage. When we find the footage, we'll find her too. <laughs> yeah, I plugged the SD card into my computer to offload our, you know, recorded four episodes. In my computer, it's a... And Nicole went along with it. <laughs> right into the computer. And I said, please spit, please spit. Please. <laughs> yeah, and my computer crashed with the chip in it. I, You know what's insane? Like the worst part of the whole... I mean, all of it's awful, but you know the worst part? What? So at my... I guess it's not a new job anymore. I've been there for like six months. But at my job, uh, we plug in SD cards for people and print stuff all the time. My job was like stressed, like properly offloading your SD card where you click the little button in the corner and it's like, this can now be ejected. I said, this is for pussies. We do pussy shit here. But I did it. And then it, and I started thinking, I was like, you know, what? it kind of is important. Like, I even said, I was like, I run a podcast. I said that out loud. And I think that the universe said, uh-huh. um and i was like this is important so for the last two months i've been properly offloading my sd card like because i was you know i was like "Mm, this isn't even that much work like it's not that big of a deal like it's a habit i should get into so tell me why by nsync tell me why tell me why when i finally start offloading it correctly do i get punished tell me why i used to just you know yank that bitch out yeah and then I had like a bunch of media classes where I was like making films and doing audio stuff. And I did that and all my files got corrupted. And ever since then I said, no, I'm so sorry, baby. Eject. I'll wait a couple seconds. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I've never actually had an issue with our our recordings being corrupted. The SD card, n- nothing had ever gone wrong with it. It was always some issue I had with the Audacity. It's a free software. Uh, the Audacity. It has the Audacity. The name is there for a reason. <laughs> And that was a really good joke. That was, you did good. <laughs> I never had an issue. So now I finally do it right. And I'm wondering, it could have... The thing is, I used to also, like, I did everything wrong in the beginning of this podcast. This has been a learning lesson for me. I used to edit straight off the chip. My whole computer just crashed. Like, I was offloading the episode. I was starting to edit it. And I had to offload our audio. And it just wouldn't load. And I was like, okay, bestie, like, you're making me a little nervous here. I'm just going to cancel it. And then I'll, like, plug it maybe into James' computer. He's, you know, the expensive desktop. I was like, maybe it just needs, like, some help. Whole shit shuts off. I'm like, huh? I restart my computer three times. I don't take the SD card out because I'm scared. I don't want to look at it. It's like I put in a jumbo tampon and the shit's just dry and I know it. <laughs> Relatable content. Anyway, so I yoink now the string. Now we all know exactly what you're feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I yoink the string. Comes out dry as fuck. I'm crying. I'm sobbing. I'm throwing up. I'm screaming. And I'm then crying. I, I'm moaning. I'm throwing up. I plug this SD card back in. Doesn't work. I plug it into a different adapter. It doesn't work. I plug it into a third adapter. It doesn't work. I plug it into James's computer. It doesn't work. I plug it into a different adapter in James's computer. It doesn't work. And I am like sitting with it in my hand and Michaela walks in. I'm just literally like catatonic for no joke 20 minutes. Just say it, like holding it in my hand. Just staring at what we recorded because I know I'm like if I plug it into there and it says the file's empty that's a, like a month worth of our work gone yeah the thing we were a month ahead <laughs> so I'm just I'm just sitting there staring at the zoom and Michaela walks out and she's like are you okay and I was like don't look at me don't talk to me 
don't call me. Don't come to my house. <laughs> Plug it in. And it doesn't say anything. So I was like, okay, maybe we're okay. Maybe, you know, like maybe something's just wrong with the thing. I'm going to try to record onto it. And it goes, there's no SD card inserted. And I go, she's not even real anymore. <laughs> she's dead. Not even in oh a my coma. Gosh, she fucking did. I was in my computer in the fucking control panel typing in fucking cheat codes like mother load, mother load, rosebud, <laughs> rosebud. Nothing was fucking working. <laughs> but now I have all this money. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all these simoleons. <laughs> Buy a new SD card, I guess. I went to make um, plot points for this so that I could have like a really concise, nice summary. And then I worked. <laughs> Actually worked at work. I was busy for nine hours. That's insane. That's only because you tried to get BTS tickets the other day. So you were half a day behind. No, I wasn't even behind. I was just like, I need to like actually put in work because like the last hour and a half of work, the last two days, I've just been like frantically watching my 2000 plus in line not go down for hours. Um, so I was like, I need to like, you know, not be on my phone as much, not be reading as much. I need to like actually try to do work. And then I got handed two big projects. So I did read the last hour of work because my brain was already fried. I was like, I cannot look at another fucking change order. Well, and then you also didn't get the BTS tickets. So I didn't get Mitski tickets. Laura didn't get BTS tickets. It's a really fucked up week. Yeah, I will probably be purchasing churches tickets, but I didn't want to buy them right after I failed to get Mitski tickets because it kind of felt like I was treating churches and Donna Missile, who's opening for them, and the reason I'm buying the tickets because I like like churches, but like Donna Missile owns my ass. Um, it felt like I was like treating them like a side hoe, like my main chick wouldn't answer the phone, so I like send a you know you up. I don't want to treat them like that, so I'm gonna buy them later when it's fully just about them. Yeah, I didn't get a damn fucking ticket. When it finally let me in, because I, I waited 2000 plus for an hour and a half, and then it started going down. And I was like, oh, yes, here's the money. Here's the money. I'm going to get in front of the line, because it's like one person left. You're next. And it was like loading, loading. Sorry, errors occurred. Rejoin the queue. Rejoin the queue. 200,000 plus. Then that for another half hour. And I'm finally in, I'm like front of the line. Okay, there still might be some tickets. I got this. Booted again. Damn. Did it again. Booted again finally get in guess what not a single fucking ticket left not one it's a stadium <laughs> oh what a world he wants a banner i actually haven't let myself listen to the casey musgraves album yet it's really good i wasn't gonna let myself listen to the midski single either i'm just not in a good mental place and i'm like this is a divorce album i don't think i can handle it and also like i don't usually like bond to break up albums that well but i love experiencing someone else's heartbreak that i've never been through you know yeah that's true i just feel like i have to be like in a in a funk to get through them the first time like i feel like i have to be able to put myself in their shoes i've been in like too manic of a mood casey deserves me to be at my worst <laughs> like i didn't listen to melodrama for like six months and then i was in like this deep ass depression and i listened to the album no joke on repeat i was sleeping with it for three days straight i didn't come out the same person that's you <laughs> with dark rice speaking of cs picot <laughs> what a nice segue yeah, <laughs> speaking of cs picot uh we're talking about 
Captain Prince. Trigger warnings for... So sorry for how long this trigger warning... Trigger warning for how long this trigger warning is going to be. Trigger warning for rape, incest, pedophilia, um... Slavery? Slavery. Sexual slavery. And, like, regular slavery. Child prostitution. Like, pretty much anything you can think of. Just... Buckle in. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to like put a little together, like a little plot point. Like, I can really get through this. Because I've read it more times than you, obviously. Um, <laughs> Such a good book. <laughs> and then I had to work. And I think that's stupid. This Twitter just came across. I miss Captain Prince. Nobody died in the first book. Yeah. Nobody died in the first book? No. I did. Well, then you better buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, shoddy. <laughs> I already said she's bearing her gaze, and that gay is me. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of words you just said with a look and a couple blinks. Yeah. I feel like I know I'm going to feel bad for him. Does he, is he the stabber or the stabby? He's one of the stabs, I'm assuming. Yeah, but that's unrelated almost. almost. I know. I know, but I just. Stabber. He's the stabber. Mm-hmm. He gives me stabber energy. Afterwards, when he's talking, because they're that person, the other person is like a captive, not a prince, though. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, do you want to stick it in again?" I said, "Oh my god, he's cha cha ching all over being gay and sinister." That character. How no, do you expect me to consume sentences like that? <laughs> he's cha 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 ching all over being gay and sinister. Not this one. Another character. <laughs> Anyways, catch a prince. Anyway, catch a prince. Uh, I really should have reread this series, but instead I read Ice Planet Barbarians. Was it worth it? Did you work it? Did you so, put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it? I'm at this point where I think I've read enough smut. Because I went like two years where I didn't count smut as books. Even though I would read like five in a night. Like I genuinely think I read like 200 books in 2017, 2018 when I got Kindle Unlimited for the first time. Like I think I slammed through like three or four of those bitches a night. Because they only take like three to seven hours to read. <laughs> I was injured. So it's like 2017. Um, but yeah, I would genuinely read like three or four of these a day at first. I was like, this is some good, stupid <laughs> shit. I love it. It's dumb as hell. And I think it fits that old mold, mold of like, I haven't read a book like that in a while. Like just like a good, like, there's a duchess on the cover and like a shirtless man. Like I haven't read one of those in a while. And it just really gave what it needed to give. It was a little bit silly, uh, but it took itself just seriously enough somehow like, I did not expect expect Ice Planet Barbarians to open up with a rape and gore. And, like, the alien kidnapping's really gruesome. Huh. And I was like, how are they going to make me like these aliens? Like, they've described them as, like, having skin like a basketball. Huh. And, like, they literally rape one of the women. And I'm like, I will not. This is not my Ice Planet Barbarian. I don't think I can finish reading this. Those are different aliens. So, that was fine. It was just, like, a good time. It's so dumb. I had such a... Like, I was like, it does not deserve five stars because it's Ice Planet Barbarians. But it does deserve four stars because I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) I do really think the science does not hold up, though. At all. It's an ice planet. And, like, they're naked and barely clothed most of the time. That was They survive. That was your big issue. Uh, Yeah. I was like, it's cold there, dude. It's an ice planet. And it just feels like that wasn't as important as it should have been. 
Like, were they cold the whole time? Yeah, but You're it's like... You're not reading it for science. It was 35 degrees, Laura, the whole time. You're exposed to 35 degree temperatures for five days. And I mean, yeah, she was fucking in second. I get why she survived. What about the other <laughs> girls on the ship? <laughs> like, they're in this ship waiting for her for days. And she even comes and she's back. she's just fucking... She even comes back. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, girl, I kind of get it. And he brought back meat because they're like starving to death. And they're like, but like, did you have to like ride the pony that long? <laughs> it's like, it's very entertaining. I think you'd love it. <laughs> Once you get past like the basketball alien rape. Speaking of rape, back to Captain <laughs> Prince. Hate that segue, but it's true. Yeah. But it's true. So... I feel like the story has to start, in summary, before the story actually starts. Two warring countries, they go to battle, the prince from... I don't know how to say these countries. I've never spoken this out loud. I'm going to say... Aklos? Aklios and Veer. And that's our pronunciation. Sorry. If it's wrong, you're wrong. If it's wrong, not here on literarybitchcraft.com. <laughs> Um, and then the Prince Vaclos, he's like amazing. He fights really well. His name is Damianos. He kills the prince from Veer and they take over some land. And what is it? 13 years later? Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's like 25 no. now? Yeah. It, well, he was like. 16 he was 17 when 17. he led the armies and he's like 20 mid 20s yeah he's like 25 so it's only like starts. seven years 10 years later seven to ten i think laurent was 13 and he's 19 when the book opens up which i was thinking about the other day i'm like when this whole story starts he's a teenager yeah fighting for his goddamn life wait he's turning 20 not 21 he turns 20 yeah and during the book yeah yeah Whenever it, like, oh, we'll get into it. Anyways, <laughs> so the story opens up. Bells are ringing because the king of Aklos is dead. Um, Damianos is attacked in his chambers. All his slaves, because this is a slave country, they keep slaves. And the slaves are, like, very obedient. And some are bed slaves. Some are just regular slaves that do random shit around the house. Um, all his slaves are killed. He's chained up, taken to the slave's bath, put on um put on like a gold collar and like gold cuffs signifying that he's a slave and he's sent on a ship to veer the enemy territory he wakes up and he's given to the prince of veer who several years ago he killed his older brother yeah damianos they won the the land that they proceeded on yes by killing laurent's brother yes and it's known that Olivier hates Damianos. They call him the prince killer. Um, Laurent, the prince of Veer, uh, has an uncle who is on the throne until he's old enough at 21. So he's just a prince still. The regent goes only by the regent, which is very interesting, I think, in like a writing perspective, to not give the villain yeah. <laughs> a name. Um is has always been out to kill Damianos one of day, and then he's given a slave named Damon after his brother's killer, even though it is his brother's killer, but he doesn't doesn't know. <laughs> he literally just got his nickname as yeah. a slave. So like, name. oh, here's your here's your new slave. It's a gift from Eclos. We're now friends. Um, this is like a goodwill gift to you, and he's the name of your brother's killer, and you can do whatever you want with him. And boy, does he do whatever he wants. 
Yes. Uh, it turns out there's like a plot to kill Laurent, and the whole first book centers around the court of Veer, and it's very like sex driven. There's a lot of um, prostitution going on. These people, they're like slaves, but they have contracts, and so they can technically buy their way out of a contract. Um, some of them are children, and it's very clear that Damianos is like not down for that. He thinks it's very strange. Um, there's rings of uh, sex acts for entertainment. I remember opening this book up, and I'm like, what the fuck did people tell me to read? Like, this is wild. Also, there's no, like, heterosexual sex at Veer, because they do not believe in bastard children. If you're going to have sex with a woman, you got to marry her and have kids. Yeah. So, like, there's no... And I was like, they're literally all gay, and they're just, like, out here just fucking for fun? Yeah. For funsies, for entertainment? Even, like, and that wild. includes the women. Like, it wasn't yes. just, like... Like, yeah. literally everybody's gay. Yes. And Damon's like, damn, you all homosexuals? Quirky. <laughs> Which Damon's not straight. Like, no, he sort no. of comes out of Dodge and he's like, if there's a hole, there's my penis. That's it. Period, poo. Um, how would you describe the first book? It's just a lot of world building, isn't it? So the first book, um, oh, you I feel like we case. should, I feel like we should give full, like, C.S. Picot nerd. We should be giving it all. We should, we are aware that C.S. Picot wrote this book as practice this was a released chapter by chapter book originally on the internet um we know that because we watched her talk about her new book laura already knew all of this i didn't know she was chapter by chapter i knew it was released before and then it was yeah i just knew it was an e like a internet i knew book. That, it, that i think cha- i think book one and book two or parts of book two were already released and then it got like oh we're gonna publish it so then all of it was taken down and then she finished book two, and I think I think that's how it went. I'm not positive on the timeline, but I know book one was already out. Yeah, yeah, book one. So she, I feel like we should use they them for Picat. Probably. We'll just switch it up because I I've seen that. I mean, like everything. And the reason I say that like apprehensively is because we genuinely don't know. Like we like I know that everything professional is she her, but like I know they have said all pronouns. Yeah, and I know that T.S. Picat is genderqueer but i don't know what their preferred pronouns are yeah. we don't know anything about c.s picat like i know we're just like oh my god good we're luck. Picat fangirls <laughs> good luck finding anything i think we know everything there is to know about c.s picat that list what is power? short <laughs> what power that list is very short we we don't know how old c.s picat is we don't know australian genderqueer bisexual which, to be honest, like, that's, like, the three ding, 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 my favorite boxes ticked off. We're good to go. I don't need to know anything else. Uh, genderless, ageless, <laughs> nameless, technically. Don't know what CS stands for. <laughs> the cat might not even be a real last name. Yeah. The cat, this, look, the thing is, CS Picot is an entity, and that entity runs my life. Has me you know. literally in a chokehold. <laughs> yeah. Made me call them daddy earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the book was originally released chapter by chapter, the first one, at least. And I think partially it reads like the discovery of something. But it, I wouldn't say I would know that it was because it was released chapter by chapter if I didn't know that. It just feels like the discovery of really good world building. Like it feels kind of like you are exploring this new world with the main character who's from a different country. Like Damon's 
backstory and what we learn about his country comes later, I feel like, for the most part. Like, you are given the information up front that you need to have him be a fully-fledged character. But the exploration of Veer, we're doing that with Damon. Yeah, because when you meet the character in a case, he's with, he's a 14-year-old boy who's a pet, because that's what the prostitutes are called, they're pets. He's with a council member of Veer. And Damon right away is like, you guys are fucked up for sleeping with children. Like, makes that known. He's like, I do not, we do not fuck little boys at our, my country. And that's a whole another tension because then Lauren's like, okay, well, you fuck people that don't have an option. Anyways. Um, it does have a really, really good commentary. Like, I, the thing is, I, I enjoyed this book. I've said this before in the podcast. Captive Prince is not for everybody at all. Like, it could be gruesome for some people. It can be triggering for some people. I am someone who has, like, been a victim of child sexual assault. I felt like some things were very therapeutic. Um, It's probably the same way I felt when I was reading A Blood and Ash and What's-His-Name got pinned to the fucking wall. Like, sometimes things just feel good to read about in a way that's vengeful. It's interesting it's a therapeutic, because especially when we were watching the book talk, it's like, oh, yeah, when I was writing Laurent, I was working through my own things. And I said, <gasps> when she said that, I was like, and it. I wonder how aware they are of, like, how much they helped other people. Because, like, genuinely was... Like, I love this book for a million reasons. Like, was it a fun, sexy time? Yes. But was book two probably the most fun I've ever had in a book ever? Yeah. They only have sex three times in the entire series. And do those three times live rent-free in my mind a year and a half after reading? Yes. All that stuff is great. But I also, like... you've only read it once. Like, that's just... That's incredible to me. I just... because Self-restraint. Yeah. It's like, I literally pick it up all the time. All the time. I've probably read the first chapter multiple times. But, like... I'm always like, I need to read other books. I'm so behind on like, I'll be like, I'm behind on schoolwork. I'm behind on others, other books. I have two books behind me right now that I need to read. And I'm going to be reading that book this weekend. <laughs> Dark Rise. I mean, that's a new book. But still, I'm still behind. And Sue's Picot is already dragging me by the ankles in another direction. I am Anastasia. And Sue's Picot is the dog leading me towards <laughs> Paris. Puka. anyways but i don't think the book is for everybody i do think that my enjoyment comes from like relating to laurent and i love when molesters die (laughs) that's fair that's fair but also like i'm not someone who's super bothered by like rape taking place in a book yeah like i doesn't it's not very triggering for me um the only book it's ever bothered me in is outlander and that's just because it felt so unnecessary it kind of felt like yucky Mm -hmm. but in this book while it is like it's weird because i talk about it like it's at the forefront and because i guess it, it is of the tone but it's not really like i don't know it nothing about it felt gruesome to get through I guess, except the parts that really did, but they're done with a purpose. And like, again, love watching molesters die. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first book is a lot of like power plays, even between Damon Laurent, because it's basically Damon trying to like keep himself 
not just hidden from who he is because he thinks Laurent would kill him in a second if he found out who he was. Um, but also, like, in a stance of, like, he's going to assert himself as not a slave. It doesn't matter if he's actually a slave at the time. He's like, I'm going to get out. And that's, like, a a thing that he tries to, like, not openly say, but, like, present. Yeah. Like, he's... He, okay, so it's really interesting because of the title Captive Prince. Laura's who figured it out. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but in the first book, it really feels like Damon is trying to remain a prince. Like, he's been betrayed by his brother. He's been captured by his enemy. And he's basically lost every single foundational part of himself. Because he's someone who's very in control all the time. He's very strong. He's very strong-willed. And he loses all of that within the first chapter. And somehow, C.S. Picot, brilliant mastermind that they are, establishes that this character that's in change, in chains is so much more than what they're being reduced to, even while they're being reduced to it in this first chapter. Like, he overcomes all these obstacles and establishes who he is to us and to Veer and to Laurent all at the same time. All without speaking it. Yeah. And so I feel like the first book is kind of spent with us building up what we believe Laurent to be because Damon is an unreliable narrator and who yeah. Damon is from his perspective because he's an unreliable narrator and, and discovering Veer. Yes. And the whole book, there's a kind of a Ver, undertone. Ver, this is hard. There. Veer? There, Veer? Did I say it wrong? No, I don't know. Oh, I, I said I, it. I always I say like, Veer. I feel like it's Veer, but now I'm like, there, Veer? I don't know. Now I'm like, I never thought of the other pronunciation <laughs> I've never talked right now. about. I've never talked this book out loud. Like, besides, like, the few, like, oh, yeah, this part, this part, this Yeah, when part. we talk about it, but it's like I've never talked about every single... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's an undertone of, like, the regent is, like, very, very nice to Damon. And he's very much, like... There's obviously, like, Laurent does not like his uncle. You don't know why he just doesn't like his uncle. And Damon's always like, your uncle's so nice. Like, he's clearly know what he's doing running the country. Like, maybe you shouldn't be king one day. Yeah. Um, And the regent's always very like, oh, get close to my nephew. Maybe you should sleep with my nephew. Yeah, look, because, okay. <laughs> I forgot about this. You said that. This I need to reread these fucking... I might do it this damn week as shit. Okay, anyways. There's a whole, like, running gag of... Everybody calls Laurent the cold prince. And, like, they're like, yeah, he's a virgin. He doesn't let anybody in. Like, he has no, like, emotional. Because, like, sex is a thing in, in Veer. Like, sex yeah. is, especially as a status symbol. Like, the fact that he keeps no pets. The fact that he shows no interest in, like, the sexual games until Damon shows up to, like, you know, torture Damon with those things. Like, he doesn't show any interest in any of that. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with this fucking virgin? Like, Yeah, the only time he shows up to the games is when he has um when he volunteers damon to be put in to be basically raped but damon ends up beating the man up and <laughs> getting out of there alive he's <laughs> like drugged he's like i shall not be raped and i shall not rape so you're getting dog walked son <laughs> like, like what are you homophobic he's like i don't want to rape somebody so sorry i guess but he also made a character named the case and like i said he was child pet so child prostitute he's with a um counselor from veer so he's like part of the government um and damon thinks he is 
that person's pet the entire time. But people keep saying, like, hey, don't trust the case. Like, he's very, very smart, even though he's 14. And he has a lot of power around here. And he's like, okay, this child prostitute, how does he have a bunch of power? Only to find out, I don't, I think he only finds out, like, end of book one that the case is the regent's yeah pet. it's it's much later and um around the time he finds out that nick ace is the regent's pet he also finds out most people don't keep young pets it was pretty much just the regent and like that one girl um and even then it's, i think even then it was like say that she was like her pet was an adult just yeah, like a young adult looked young and then everybody else he thought that was kids were like also the regents and those pets were just with other like other people he was seeing but they were actually the regents pets yes like the regents the only person that kept children everyone else was like no this is like adults and it's consensual and these people do this to climb in society like it's just like getting a job at wendy's i guess <laughs> Instead of serving chili, you're sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I've seen the chili at Wendy's. <laughs> it's the same thing. The same damn thing. It builds to a point where Laurent has Damon whipped, almost literally killed. If he wasn't so like big and strong and manly and like, had the willpower, he'd be dead. If he wasn't so scrum diddly, <laughs> <almost> just... <laughs> Which I also want to say, like, so... In the, uh, like, Zoom release of Dark Rise that we watched with C.S. Picot and V.E. Schwab, Schwab is like, I hate you. I hate you so much because this was your practice. I hate that you practiced and wrote a masterpiece. <laughs> and C.S. Picot's like, ee hee hee talking yeah, about Yeah, they're like, that's so crazy. So I was crazy. just playing around. Yeah, I was just having a silly, goofy time. <laughs> and I, like, I've been raging ever since I read that, like, ever since I watched them have that exchange, because I'm like, how perfectly done, like, the trauma that Damon goes through from that whipping and the way that that comes up, like, repeatedly, like, that physical, like this was the only time he felt like fully weakened and fully demoralized and like he couldn't take care of himself. Like how that broke down everything I needed to know about his character in one moment. And then that was revisited as trauma throughout like pretty much the rest of the series blows my mind. Like it's insane. Like him receiving those scars happens pretty much laterally with him realizing how much Laurent hates his country. And then eventually you figure out that, the scars attached to Laurent's hate is attached directly to Damon. And then it's attached directly to their relationship when the first time that Laurent interacts with those scars. And then the forgiveness is even done as he's like laying in a pool of blood, like weak again. Like it's a full circle from like him collapsing and getting those scars, working through all the trauma of like Veer and Akleos and Laurent and Damon and right back to like, Damon being weakened and like that was practice yeah that was a silly goofy mood (laughs) (laughs) yeah (sighs) I mean even when I got the newsletter about Dark Rise and they're like oh and they were like oh I've had this in my head for 10 years but like it felt too big to write and I didn't feel like I was good enough writer so I wrote a practice book and those practice books ended up being Captain Prince I was like practice what the fuck? <laughs> like, you need to practice like that? Anyways, first book ends um, with an attack against Laurent and in 
ends up uh, trying to frame Damon, trying to frame Eklo, so they are look like they're the enemies. Uh, so there'd be a war between the two, but Damon stops it, and it's also very like it's the first moment where he sees Laurent fight, and he's like, okay, first off, this kid was drugged, and second off, he's fighting like a fucking warrior. Like, where the fuck did that come from? I also just want to say. I am a sucker for fighting scenes, okay? Like, and with a romantic subtext. Like, fighting scenes with, like, a sexual or romantic subtext kill me. Like, that's where, I don't know what it, what rabid part of my brain, just, like, ooga booga, like, there's some tiny ape in my brain just fucking banging all the walls. That's one of those scenes for me. So you went real crazy when they had that fight scene where they were just practicing with swords and it, like, really went crazy. It was, like, foreplay, but, like, not foreplay. I had to lay down. I think I was probably already in bed, but like it was sword play. I had to, yeah, I had to like lay down. Like that scene, like him watching Laurent fight for the first time, and their practice fighting scene. I was like, just kiss already, just a smooch as a treat, you fucking asshole. And after they dispose of these people that are trying to kill Laurent, he's like too weak to fight Damon. So Damon's like, I'm gonna fucking go. Bye. So he escapes because he's like, I'm always going to escape. Like, I this has been the plan. I'm going back to my country. Um, He gets caught. <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets caught real fucking quick, too. Yeah, he does. He's like, daddy, daddy, go get me. Uh-oh, they got me. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> he goes to, like, run through a whorehouse. Yeah. Just, like, escape from the horses, the men on horses that are following him. And when he opens the fucking door to the brothel, another guard is right there. Because Govart. Yeah. And uh, so he gets caught. And when he goes back, Laurent is like fighting for him. And he's like, excuse me? God, these books are so good. Like talking about it and remembering all this stuff. They're like, like, he's like trying to protect him saying like, oh no, like he didn't attack me. Yes, he got out. But like, that's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically trying he to save him. He caught me slipping. That's yeah. my fault. <laughs> Uh, and that leads in the second book to where the regent's like, okay, well, like... Also, Damon does been... help him before he escapes, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's also, he was like, well, he kind of like saved my life like a little bit as a treat. Yeah. That's, and it, that's also said, he's like, I only did that because you saved my life. I don't like owing people anything. Yeah. Um, leads in the second book because then the regent's like, okay, well, you're going to have to go on border patrol and like be at the border and do your duty because you've been not doing that. And so like, because... You're acting up with your slave. You're going to go. And then um, this is the first time Damon's like, maybe there's like more to Laurent? Huh. And then it leads to the second book, which is like my favorite book. Yeah. It's just like so much fun. It's so fun. Like, I love all the books. I think that it's a great series. Um, I think that if you aren't bothered by the potential triggers that are in the book, it's an incredible I series. I think, honestly, after the first book, it's, like, not as bad. No. Like, yes, you deal with t- childhood trauma. But I don't think book two is readable by itself. You have to no, read no, book no. one. No, You have so to read book one. Like, yeah. Like, if you can get past the first book, then you're, like, you're gravy. Yeah. The first book, like, did have me clutching my pearls a little bit. I do remember when you find out Laurent's backstory. It's in the first book because when he's, like, asking his uncle, like, finally, like, begging him to, like, hey, please don't do anything to Damon. Like, I will do what you want me to do he's kneeling in front of his uncle and his uncle says you were such a cute boy yeah you were such a good boy what happened to you and i said 
Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. His reveal, if I remember correctly, like, I did cry. Like, it was, I guess, triggering for me, but the it wasn't, real like, reveal, negative. I mean, because that's not, like, I feel that was, like, the first time I was, like, it's oh, no. Hint. Yes. I said, oh, no. And I literally texted my friend that had told me to read these books. And I said, is this what happens? I was, like, I need to know. And she's, like, oh, my God, how'd you guess? And I was, like, just this one scene. It just, like, it screamed at me. Didn't I also text that to you? Yes. It's the first time. It's very obvious if you're, like. If you have any inclination yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I'm, I don't envy you if you don't. Like, cool if you don't get that. Um, but Damon <laughs> like, does not catch it. Damon's like, la-da-da-da-da. Well, it sounds like also, for the most part, in his country, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen. Yeah, I th- also think because like, it's in like his a, world... It's only sick fucks. They don't understand those type of people. Like, those type of people yeah. don't get to walk free. Yeah. Like, in his world, that doesn't exist. So that's not even, like, a thing in his mind to even, like, uh-oh. Yeah. Because it's like both of their countries are so scandalous. So for like pedophilia to be weird to him, it has to be like very taboo. Like which good. It fucking should be. Yeah. But his reaction to it made me feel like like you don't get to like survive if that's what you do in his country. Yeah. Once he finally finds out. Yeah. Spoiler. It's not until the third book. Anyways. It's like a book. (laughs) Um, They're given like a very, very small group of men. And none of these men, it's very clear that these, none of these men are, like, trained. Yeah, and they're, the like, region, babies. The region just, like, set them up for failure. And, um... It's it's very funny to me that, like, the, um, like, assault of the regent and, like, the persona of the regent scams Damon so easily. But as soon as it's with war, he's like, maybe this motherfucker isn't good. Like, cause that's what he understands. Like yeah. he's a commander. He gets war and he's yeah. like, we were set up for failure. Yeah. This guy is and not he's cool. Like, um, <laughs> Laurent, I think someone's trying to have you off. And he's like, yeah, I know. I know. I've been knowing that. Yeah. That killed me when he's like, figures out. It's like, Oh my God, I'm so smart. Oh my God. I'm such a big brain. I have to save Laurent. You're someone wants you dead. And Laurent's like, so you was under your nose the whole time. He's like, someone's been trying to kill me for like, since I was 15. Like, so it was kind of like happening right in front of you for the last couple of weeks. And I really (laughs) don't understand how you're just getting it right now. Like Damon is the himbo. Damon is the himbo blueprint. But he's also so smart when it comes to, like, strategy and, like, that's what psychology I mean. of war. Yeah. War, himbo behavior. Like, yeah. when people are like, I miss when men went off to war and that's all they did. That's Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I miss when men went off to war and died. That's Damon. I feel like the second book, I it's not common, I feel like, for the second book to be one of the best books, but it has everything. Cause yeah. Because they, like, take an alternative route where it takes them longer, so they go through all these different spots and veer and you get kind of a taste of like how the rest of veer is in regards to it not being like the capital um there's like chases through brothels and over rooftops and laurent pretending to be a pet to for damon while they're in disguise um you meet a merchant named charles who like knows who laurent is and is like down (laughs) for the cause i love charles and that leads them um because they a messenger is gone missing and Laurent needs this message to go out to someone you don't know who you never get a clue I mean you eventually get a clue who it is but like at first you don't know who it is um so he goes off to himself by himself with Damon because Damon's like you're not gonna just go off by yourself like I can fight I'll go um which then takes him through the brothel and they rip a uh 
a grate off the window and climb out the window. I love that one. He's like, it's so strong. And then they, like, share a room. And it's, like, the first time that, like, he sees Laurent as, like, a 19-year-old boy just, like, you know, being himself by the fire. Love that scene. Yeah. That's, um, like, melted in. Like, there's things I forget, but, like, that's melted in. And that's after he's played the pet. But then the Merchant Charles is like, no, I know. I know my prince when I see him. That's my prince. But don't worry. I'm not going to give you up. Like um, I said, bestie, you're my prince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that leaves uh, some assassins to come after him. And they're out on the balcony, up onto the roof, a rooftop chase. And also has... What happens in this book after that? Um, They get kidnapped eventually. Oh, no, because they, first they go to that tribe, that tribe that women rule. Oh, yeah, and, and Damon, Damon has, has sex with literally orgy. all the women. They're like, you look fertile. <laughs> and yeah, and they're like, like, sorry. Do I look yeah. like me? <laughs> it's like, thank you. <laughs> You're looking very submissive and breedable yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking very breedable right now. He said, I literally love the scene when he comes back into the tent with Laurent. Because Laurent didn't, takes no part of that. Um and Laurent's like, oh, do you want to, like, ravish me now? And he's like, don't make me laugh. Like, I'm too tired. He's like, there's a lot of women in this, in this tribe. <laughs> I've been ran through. I am, I am choo-choo the train. <laughs> Which, like, canonically, there's probably, like, lots of children out there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, he just probably fathered, like, at least ten kids. Yeah. But it... it that's all they wanted. Like, they wouldn't even want him to be the dad. No, no, no. He had no responsibility no. there. They just wanted his big manly body they to said, pass on the genetics. Wow. A walking sperm bank. Yeah. <laughs> they said, those are going to make some buff-ass babies. Yeah. Let's do this. You are built for breeding. <laughs> and you are built well. <laughs> if you haven't got it, Damon is very beefy. I guess very, if you have a breeding beefy. kink, book two is the one for you. <laughs> very beefy. He's very tall and very beefy. If you haven't gotten that by now. Scrum diddly umptious. We said that earlier. <laughs> Rewind 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I um, love one man. Which Laurent. then... <laughs> <laughs> which then leads them to getting kidnapped. Oh, no. They almost get... Cow- they uh, see... Oh, there's just so much happens in the second book. I'm going to say, like, what you said earlier. To circle jerk back to what you said. I usually don't like second books. Like, middle book syndrome is real. Yeah. And, like... But this one's so action-packed. Yeah. And, like, usually, like, middle books will do what their job is, which is, like, to close the gap between, like, all the world building you've done and, like, tying off loose ends and and just getting you to the finish line. And then usually the final book's, like, the finish line, and it's, like, a great, you know, sprint. But I think that it... This book specifically taught me, like, what I at least want. I don't know if it's what makes a good second book. I don't think any, you know, one book needs to be the same. But what I really enjoy in a, in a second book, apparently, or a middle book, is action and character growth and all these things that I think are in, in my experience, good books that are in the middle of series. Something to get you through the hump while also satisfying questions that need to be yeah, answered before yeah, yeah, you get yeah. to the end. It has everything because you see Laurent fight for the first time and Damon's like, oh, shit, he's been, like, training. Because it's, like, a thing where, like, no one thinks he, like, can fight because he's not, like, very athletically built. Um, but he can fight. He leaned into, like, his speed. Yeah. And his agility. And um, you also get a sense that something's stirring. Like, there's unrest because Aklos is at the border. 
um, they almost directly run basically right into the tits of the Ackless army, um, which then gets them kidnapped by a rogue clan and they get saved, which was one of my favorite parts because it's like he, Damon is like watching this happen and as the blindfolds getting put over his eyes, he's seeing the clan member uh, run his hands down the Ron's face and he's like pissed. Yeah. And all he can look at is Laurent's lips and he's like a blindfold about to go on him and like, can you stop being horny for a second? Like you're about to get fucking kidnapped and killed, but like all you're like, mm, his lips. And then <laughs> that scene kills me because he's really like, I'm going to die right in front of this sexy ass motherfucking <laughs> yeah. beautiful ass. Am I in love ass? Like I'm like, okay. And the blindfold's going to come off and you're still going to be delusional about it. So why are you <laughs> edging me right now? And I was right. Yeah, because then... comes um, off and he's like, mm, that boner yeah. was confusing. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, because then they're at a camp and Laurent gets punched and he, like, blacks out with rage and kills three people and comes to and was like... Wait, we get to add him to the list? I didn't even think about that. What list? The list of men that... No, he was already on the list. Yeah, but in He my... was on the list for the the battle at the end of scene at the end of two. That's right. Because <laughs> yeah, he literally... Yeah. <laughs> runs a train on the entire fucking veer army by himself he's like the list but i just forgot about that specific one i don't have the tweet anymore because i deleted the twitter um it was (laughs) i already know it i haven't memorized it It was um edward no it was achilles kills ten thousand. achilles kills a god because um someone killed his boyfriend damon fights a whole army because someone punched his boyfriend edward stops a car yeah (laughs) I should retweet it on my new Twitter that I don't use. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like, I love you, Eddie, but you are on the bottom of the list. There's a ladder and you're the first rung. Like, <laughs> I mean, at least he stopped the car. <laughs> you did something, but like, and also, also like, the he book, has he superpowers. Beats- like, Damon doesn't even have superpowers. He's just fucking He's just built strong different. and determined. When you're horny enough. It's true. When you're horny enough. I mean, I feel like I would also, if I was like, you know, no, I would still do it. I would still slaughter an army for Laurent. I would slaughter an army for Laurent right now. Yeah. Same. Like, I would not win. I'd probably die like two people. <laughs> like, I'd give myself it's like, that counts. no, I think I would get through two people. I genuinely think I'd murder two and then die. <laughs> it's a thought that counts though. I think that's how far I think I'd get. Do you think I'd get farther than that? I don't know. Because I think like the power of how much I love Laurent would power me through like the first kill and then I'd be like kind of winded. number two is kind of up in the air but the more book two comes on the more damon's like "Ooh, the reach is like kind of tricky and like maybe i should tell laurent that uh who i am because maybe that's like a tool that his uncle's trying to use against him yeah it uh all accumulates to them fucking (laughs) look at that's where you got from Blue's good do you can do Woo <laughs> Literally um, Laurent's drawing with the crayon like I am the Prince of Aklios <laughs> in the what is the pad called on Blue's Clues? Um, the notebook. The notebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you just hear bow bow when they're fucking. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Was that a good blues from Blue's Clues? It was, yeah. Thank you. Um and then in the morning. Oh, then they're like, okay, we're going to fight. Oh, I forgot about the head in the bag. How do you forget about the head in the bag? Damon wakes up. Laurent's not there. 
um and he's gonna leave because uh laurent is like okay once you get me to the border like you can go like i'm not gonna stop you um so he gets all his little he gets his gold chain off his neck and one of his wrists but he keeps one on his wrist because he's like these are his slave bands by the way yeah but he's he took off the necklace and one of the wrists and um i just love that they had a talk that night of like maybe i'm gonna maybe laurent should keep this one and he's like maybe i will keep the other one once you get it off but he's not there in the morning so that doesn't happen did he he did tell him he's the prince of aquios by this point right no no, i can't no, remember no, okay no 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 <laughs> Because then um, he comes back because the Regent's Heralds are on the horizon and they're bringing him a message. And the message is that you're going to fight your uncle at this clearing. Um, and here's Nikesa's head in a bag. And you, throughout the thing, you get the sense that Laurent like loved Nikesa's a brother. He was planning on buying out his contract so Laurent, so Nikesa could be free. And now he's dead. Yeah. At yeah. 14 years old. And the thing is, like, this was the age Laurent was when he was going prime through his trauma with his uncle. He saw everything about himself in this brilliant, just incredible child. Like, Nikkei's, Nick Nikkei was everything Laurent was at that age. He was just smart and witty and surviving the biggest trauma that he should have ever had to go through. And then he was going to try to rescue him and, and help him follow in his footsteps of recovery because Laurent's pretty much entire character arc was just trying to recover from being abused by his uncle and like all of that is taken from him in one sentence yeah he gets tossed a bag and inside the bag is the head of the case i remember like reading the line of the bag getting thrown to him and i was like i don't want to read the next line i do not want to read the next line i don't want to read the next line it was a very foreboding like sense of like oh no yeah your stomach fucking drops like I remember I could not believe they killed a child. Yeah, I reread it several times. I was like, Picat, you just murdered a child prostitute. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is your most, like, traumatized, depressing, like, already this character has had it pretty much the worst, at least what they're currently going through in the series. He's a foil. I feel like he was supposed to be a foil to Laurent because it's like that's what Laurent kind of was without. He was a, a foil to Laurent. Yeah. Yeah. He was Laurent when Laurent was that age. And so. And the region has been trying to kill Laurent since he was 15. So it's like, here's your own head in the bag. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah. Literally, the region was just like, I can do what I want. I'm and you're basically doing this retroactively to you in this moment. And it was, he, the message was that the Nikesa was beheaded because he stood up for Laurent. And so he was deemed a traitor. Yeah. And it's like, like that, like, I, I don't know. Like a lot of character deaths have bothered me in all the books that I've ever read. But like Nikesa will forever be like probably top like three. Like, cause I read this book within the same couple months that I read about Perot dying. That's a tough in Lonely Hearts couple months. and and also Nickel Boys. Those three deaths hit me like back to back to back. I know you don't know about the Nickel Boys one, but if you did, oh my fucking god! You told Laura. me about it, and I'm never gonna read it because I can't handle that. Yeah, like those three deaths happened to me like in the same like couple also. Months. You read something else really close to that. Which one? Song of Achilles. I really did. I did all that to myself within like <laughs> sixty fucking days. No wonder I'm like, wow, books just don't hit the same. <laughs> 
you fried your fucking brain. Don't worry. Baby like, girl, <laughs> all that those, book's going to hit. It's going to slap you so motherfucking hard. All those photos of me crying on TikTok, those are like from those same three months. I was like, Nickel Boys, <laughs> Lonely Hearts, fucking Nick Case. Like this. Anyways. But yeah. Like Nick Case is in that like bundle of just like, I have a graveyard of characters in Nick Case. It's like the first grave I visit every night before I go to bed. Like it's, because uh, it, it was just so like, I, I mean like, if Nick Case wasn't so important to Laurent, I, he would technically be a LaCroix. I mean, he technically is a LaCroix. Mm, I feel like he's too important. Like, I, we, okay, I think I said this in the text or I, like, meant to send it. We need to make a list of, like, points that need to be checked off for it to be a LaCroix. Like, less than 20 speaking lines. Or maybe even 50, because some books be big. But, like, less than 50, like, lines mentioned on them. Like, there has to be... Because, like, Angie's definitely LaCroix. She has only, like two scenes that she's really in and yes she's like a foundation for why things happen but but she's barely there and not even that it's only the foundation of what's happened it the their feud gets twisted to so many other things it's not even about angie at the end yeah angie's kind of just like the starter fuel she's the first straw and then there's like five thousand straws before the camel's back breaks like (laughs) angie is the most important straw (laughs) but it does get buried (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I fell victim to it. Lacroix in this one. I was like, "This is gonna be a secondary character. It's totally fine." Dead and not a secondary, like Lacroix, <laughs> and maybe like two speaking lines. The Lacroix, you crack it, it's flat. Like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just water. I literally said, "God damn it!" I got foiled by Lacroix. In the case, could be a Lacroix. In some people's eyes, but in my heart is a full, like, extra large. Been in the freezer for the perfect amount of time, so it's kind of icy, but, like, not actually icy. The perfect beverage, Pepper. Dr. Pepper. That's literally <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, it's the perfect amount of ice cold. I've just pulled out of the freezer, cracked it open, first sip. All 23 flavors. That's Nick Case to me. You should be. Maybe that can be. Maybe yeah, that can be. When he stabbed Damon with a fork in the first book, in the thigh, he just stabs him with a fork. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. I said, "Wow, yeah, yeah." These yeah. kids go in places. I was like, "I'd adopt you. I'd buy out your contract. I'd chop off a leg, sell it on the black market. I'd buy you, baby. <laughs> Free you into the past." He's going places. He's going places like a head in his back. The back. That's where he's going. <laughs> he went places, but only his head. Um, the this war is starting now, because. The region's like, oh, you're in bed with the enemy. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's not a lie. He literally was in the bed with this enemy, so. I, too, would have been in the bed with either of these enemies <laughs> if one of them said, penis? I said, penis. <laughs> mm. But then he's like, we can't fight him. This is this is not a good idea. They're going to slaughter us if we go to this field. And he's like, don't worry, boo-boo. I got backup for us. Um, We're going to, I'm going to take some troops. We're going to circle around and we're gonna get him and so they make a whole plan and he leaves laurent leaves leaves this whole entire fort with his enemy that he does not know is his enemy wink 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 mm-hmm. um and then the entire Aklos army shows up with damon's best friend nick nick andros and then that's when everyone else finds out that that is damianos the the prince killer and they're all shouting his name in the fort 
Like, that's how the book, that's how the second book ends. Yeah. That I was fucking, like, holy shit. That had me in a chokehold. Like, what an ending. Like, what a way to close out a second book. And then I immediately opened the third one. Yeah, yeah. I had to. And the I third one opens up with Damon literally slaughtering a whole army by himself and Laurent not showing up. Yeah. Just doesn't show up. And then the only time she breaks POV, because she, she, show, she shows where Laurent was, which is stuck in a cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being tortured by govart which is the regent's like lapdog basically but like not sexually yeah um tries to cut his tongue out gets stabbed in the shoulder but he ends up somehow this twink little man <laughs> kills the guy and somehow gets out of a cell and then takes oh, over I a fucking- fort god every like, yeah i should have yeah these. he fucking picks up a chair slams it over govart's head and kills him yeah the way he does it is so insane and he's just like because govart's really like oh your uncle says that like you're like good with your mouth first off another red flag yeah that that right there that's when i was like he's like so i'm gonna cut your tongue out yeah so you can't fucking speak and confuse me yeah and then uh that scene gave me very much the energy of like elijah from the originals Mm -hmm. like when he kind of like loses control and then he just like wipes his hands off on like his little gentleman's napkin afterwards like that was very much laurent being like oh i just did a murder yucky and they said oh my shoulder hurts wow i have a knife sticking right on my shoulder that's so crazy (laughs) thank god i'm too sexy and don't (laughs) care i just love um because i reread the third book recently (laughs) while i was waiting for dark rise to come out um there's a scene where damon comes to the fort because after he's done fighting He's basically fought the entire Veer army by himself. Um, he, uh, Harold comes and is like, oh, the Prince of Veer um, welcomes you to Fort, this one fort, Fortane. Um, you can meet him there. And everyone's like pissed. All of Damon's friends are like, no, fuck this guy. All of the Veer um, troops that Laurent left that are loyal to Laurent are like, we feel like weird about this too. But they go, obviously. And he just marches right up in there, doesn't even stop. None of the guards try to stop him. And he instantly sees that Laurent's, like, holding himself differently because he sees, like, his shoulder. I don't know how he pinpoints it, but he's like, I know injuries. He's like, my baby's hunchbacked. And he fucking just grabs his shoulder and squeezes until he breaks. <laughs> fucking love that part. He just, yeah. He really just stomps straight in there, grabs his injury, uh-huh. like, digs his thumb in. Yeah, he does. And he's like, ow. And he said, okay, I fucking get it. Uh, no, but the one part that, like, I loved, 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 and it's all a matter of punctuation. I was like, wow, they really did this. Because um, he's like, oh, like, I'll give you these things if you keep fighting for me. And so Laurent tries to, like, strike a deal. And Damon's like, you don't have anything to, like, bargain with. Like, your men think you're a coward. My men think you're a liar. Like, your back is against the wall. You have nothing to bargain with. He's like, they all think you're a coward. And he's like, but I don't. I know something happened. And he's like, I know you better than that. And then Laurent says, um, do you know me? But it's not a question. It's a comment. And I was like, that makes such a big difference. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you, Picat? I didn't pick up that the first three times I read that. <laughs> it's almost like a plea. I'm like, kind of hoping that like, you do know me better, right? I read that then I was like, Ugh. every time, every time I reread it, I'm like, something new that I'm seeing. 
And it's unfolding something for me. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) But because I've read the third book recently, it comes down to them taking... Oh, well, first off, they have like a little wedding ceremony because then they exchange gifts in front of everyone next on twin thrones and damon's gift to laurent is the golden cuff from his own wrist he had it resized for laurent's to put it on him (laughs) and then he made a comment like oh i was planning on doing this in private but it can't be private now and i said oh my god they're just basically married (laughs) yeah that's gonna be so shook i was like leaning into because i was reading on my phone i'm like excuse me <laughs> a little wedding as a treat out of nowhere like they haven't even admitted they have well they've admitted that they know because while are they, attracted to each other while they had the whole like he dug his thumb into the thing he was like i have something to tell you and he's like i already know who you are Damianus. like you don't have to like pretend you're saving me right now um he's like you knew he's like yeah i knew who you were he's like you knew who i was when we did it and he's like yes i knew you killed my brother and i still fucked you is that what you want to hear and he's like kind of yeah that's a he's little like, bit but like he's I like i want to tell you because your uncle's trying to use that against you and he's like you knew that and you still fucked me and damon's like oh so that's out on the open they already know and it's been a thing that laurent knew the whole time because guess what laurent's really smart no but they hadn't they haven't like still admitted their feelings for each oh, other no. yet. Oh no, I feel like Damon's like very clear because then he it's a thing where like Laurent's like, oh, you want that to happen again? And he's like, well, I'm not gonna lie, I I do want that to happen. Again. <laughs> I would smash if a smash was offered, <laughs> but I will pass respectfully unless. And um, Damon's like, oh, like you still made love to me even though you knew I killed your brother. And he's like, I would do a lot of things to get you to do what I want. Oh yeah, that made me angry. And I was like, I read chapter 19.5. I know that wasn't, wasn't like that. <laughs> I read chapter 19.5. It's an additional chapter. Okay. I didn't know it was additional. I didn't know it was like only in some books. Cause I, it was on my EPUB that I was reading. And then I bought the books and it was like on the cover and it was like bonus chapter. And I was like, bonus chapter. I gotta read that. And I was like, I read this already. Though. Yeah. Anyways, 19.5. That's their sex scene, right? Yeah. Like the- it's the second one. Oh. Cause there's the sex scene and then it's like the morning after where they're like talking. Yeah, I gotta make sure I have being that. Being cute. I'll be angry. I'm, I'm 99% and sure And then they that, but- fuck again. It's like a more detailed one. Um. So yeah. There's like a... Damon's very longingly... He never... He doesn't take another slave. And he's kind of like, when I get back to Aklos, I'm going to denounce slaves even though we're a slave country um he doesn't take another slave he's very piney he goes out practices until he passes out basically every night to get rid of the sexual frustration there is a sword play scene where they're like practicing sword fighting but it's very like sexually charged and they kind of actually fight it's kind and of hit my each other. favorite scene it's kind of my favorite scene um and it leads to them Taking over different forts as they go down south because they're going to fight the regent in Damon's country. So they're moving King's, south. King's Rising's number three. Three. Do I not have the second one anymore? Princess Gambit. Um, and 
they run into Damon's ex-girlfriend who betrayed him and was sleeping with his brother and had a baby. And she hints that the baby might be Damon's. And in that moment, Laurent decides what he has to do. And that's... You don't even get this unless you read it a second time, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Because then after Damon finds out he might have a child, they get together. And it's like fully Damon... I mean, Laurent has his walls down. He's including Damon in all his plans, everything. And, um... Damon thinks it's just, you know, their time. Um, When you look back, it's because Laurent has already decided to give himself up for the child and he's going to die for Damon to be free. You didn't realize that? I don't think so. Yeah, the second half of King Rise, it's like a fun like, time because knew- they're moving down south. They're going down south. Like, they stop at all these, like, different inns and they're, like, having a sexy fun time and they're, like, finally together and it's a happy time. But, like, oh, I know. looking back on it, it's that moment that he realizes that he can't have possibly Damon's son or anyone related to Damon be under the regent's control as a child. And so he's like willing to give himself, that's when he decides. No, like I see, I, so I knew it was for Damon, but I don't remember recognizing that it was like because of what that would have meant for the child. Like I think in my head, I was just like, Oh, like Laurent cares about a baby. Like he cares about kids. Like he, but I didn't realize it was, that was the real. Yeah. And so he uh. he lets himself have the one thing he wants because he, he already knows he's, he's going to die. Well, that's because just stinky. <laughs> <laughs> the regent's like, oh, come and have a trial if you're proven innocent. Like, everything that is yours will be given back to you. But if you are proven guilty, um, you're going to be beheaded. Your head's going to be displayed on the walls of Aklos and your name is going to be stricken from the family tree and you're not going to be able, be able to be, be buried next to your brother and your father. She's basically going to wipe out his existence. What is that called when it's like a fake court? There's like a term for it. I don't know, but that's what it is because he knows that. Googling it. He knows Bye. that his uncle just wants to embarrass him and prove him guilty. Oh, a kangaroo, a kangaroo court. They had this sexy fun time, but there's, and the first time you read it, it is a sexy fun time. Second time you read it, you're like, oh, fuck, this is sad. I'm sad. Damn. Because that's going to be me. <laughs> um, also, the third book is great because you get to see Laurent as a ruler. Um, there are scenes where they go into areas that used to be part of Vier but are now part of Aklos, And he's interacting with villagers and they love him. He helps a woman and a child. And the woman and the child only trust him and they don't trust Damon. And um, you get to see him, like, be a ruler and, like, Damon gets to see, like, oh, wow, he would be a great leader. And, like, he deserves this. Yeah. And, like, I love that. King's writing. Like, second book, Princess Gambit. Super fun. Probably my favorite book. But the third one is just, like, it has meat to it. It's such a good third book. Like, like I said, it's, like, that final <laughs> sprint. Yeah. Like, book two is just so fun. Like, there's not a lot of books that I can think of off the top of my head, even though, obviously, like, it has some of the saddest things in it. But, like... There's very few books that I'm just having such a fun, good time reading that aren't, like, stupid a little. Like, Ice Planet Barbarians. So fun, but, like, so stupid and, like, silly. Like, it's a good, fun, silly little time. Book two of Captive Prince, like, I truly am having a good time. But there's also, like, plot and I care about these characters and, like, 
there's still high stakes like there's it, it's just rare that I feel that much fun in a book like that like I wasn't so riddled with anxiety that I I'm, couldn't enjoy it I'm a person that like loves specific like I love when a book has a quote where you're like this is the quote of the book yeah Encounter Prince has that line I think if I gave you my heart you would treat it tenderly and that like just really killed me is that in book two that's in the third book because it's after Damon finds out he might have a child um he's up in his room and he realizes he's been there for hours and no one's come into his room and he realizes Laurent has been keeping people away from the room so that he has alone time Laurent comes in and is like I'm here just as a friend if you need me I know what it's like to like lose family and um then they're like talking and Damon kind of just like word vomits like I'm in love with you <laughs> he doesn't say those words but he's like why can't we be together like we have we hold the middle like we could be we could have a kingdom in the middle and then um Damon's like how can you trust me like your brother betrayed you how can you trust anyone he's like my brother basically is a little shithead and he's like you're true you're the truest man I've ever known and he said I think if I gave you my heart you would treat it tenderly And the question is raised in the second one while they're having sex. He's like, oh, I'm thinking like a kingdom. It comes down to a kingdom or this. And he's like, I don't know the answer. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, before, right before the kangaroo court trial, whatever, um, he's like, I know the answer. Okay. A kingdom or this. And it's this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both like make the decision that they want each other more than anything else yeah. right before. And it kind of fucks everything up. And everyone's even like, can y'all stop, like, dry humping on the kangaroo courtroom floor, please? <laughs> well, because the thing is, they're going to um, meet this woman in exchange um, to get the baby. Um, when they go, and they're going to this, like, sacred area where you're not allowed to, like, raise a weapon to anyone or fight anyone. No <clears throat> blood is to be shed here. It's where you can meet your enemy and you can only talk about your problems. It's called the King's Meet. Um, kings are crowned there everything um they go there and that's when damon finds out that the regent was sexually abusing laurent um because he's like the regent's there and not the woman and he doesn't have the child and he's like you're not gonna get the fucking child back like you're fucking stupid if you thought that and he's like but that's not why you're here laurent came here to give himself up and damon's like no he didn't like you're the stupid one here we're together <laughs> yeah that's my boyfriend yeah. you idiot <laughs> um but laurent's clearly there to give himself up so that Damon can be free. And um, he's like, I might like let you go if you um, get on your knees and beg. And Damon's like, he would never get on his knees for you. And he's like, that's weird because he already has been. Oh, my God. 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 The rage and the fury that perforated my body. like Probably the, the same rage and fury that perforated Damon's body because he blacks out kills one of the guards at the king's meet tries to draws his weapon tries to kill the regent is literally wrestled down by like 20 guys hit over the back of the head and shackled and they're like okay well like you raised a weapon and you harm someone like you're going to be executed and they're like the only king the only person that can pass judgment here is a king and the regent right now is the only king so what do you want to do and he's like kill him and they're like about to behead him <laughs> please kill him I mean, that's what he said. <laughs> that's what happened, but... Yeah. He said, sissy don't need no neck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at the last minute, Laurent's like, no, I'll go with you. Just, like, let him go free. And they're like, okay, well, like, that's an exchange for life for life. So, like, it's up to you. And the regent's like, <laughs> you know, rubbing his evil little hands together. He's, he's like, perfect. Yeah. So he takes Laurent. 
And Damon, I just remember Damon being so mad because he's like, I fucking fell for the trap. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, there's nothing I could have done. You just said he molested my boyfriend. But like, God, how stupid he's, am I? You stupid himbo. That other line he said, the moment you touched him is the moment you died. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, fucking, I'm just like, at this point, I'm just animalistic. I'm just barking. Yeah, I felt, <laughs> I felt like, um, the main character from, um, Gerard, uh, Butler in 300. <laughs> Just like kicking someone into a pit. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was called in Gerard Way. <laughs> Gerard Way in the three hundred. <laughs> Just Helena playing in the background. While he kicks out of the pit. Yeah, that's how I felt though. Butler, not Gerard Way. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like both. I think. <laughs> Ready you to were- inspire Twilight. <laughs> You were a big beefy um, Roman kicking someone into a big beefy Spartan kicking someone in a pit, but the Black Parade was playing in the background. Yeah, love the Black Parade, and I had a fringe. <laughs> I got bangs. <laughs> I got bangs. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. <sighs> yeah. Also, best part is that he's like, I have a plan. He shows up the court, and he's like. He is innocent because I love him. Yeah, he's just so stupid. He's so stupid. What's his whole plan? He's, I love he has, Damon like, so much because he's just so stupid. He has the purest heart, but like, boo-boo, what did you think? What Did you really think they're going to care? He showed up to a kangaroo court and said, you can't kill him. I love him. I love him. Literally, Ariel. But daddy, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Like, Bestie, what's I going to do here? The real law doesn't even exist here. What's the love law going to do? <laughs> My thing, so the last time I read it, because it comes out that um, the physician that's been with him this whole entire time has these letters from his brother proving that the regent had um, the king killed. Yeah. Um, which would clear Laurent's name. He had these letters the entire time. And I get not wanting to like solely your brother's name because his brother was in on the plot killing the king. He did it for the regent because the regent promised him like riches. Yeah. Um, But his brother is dead. So I, I understand not wanting to like solely your brother's name and like wind your family name to be like in good graces. But like your literal prince is about to be murdered. Yeah. By his uncle. But his whole thing was like he is a patriot of Veer. Like, he is, he cares about the true name of his country. So, it's like he's essentially soiling his country's name while saving his country. Like, that, it was probably confusing for him and very conflicting. But he waits the last damn moment. They literally brought out the... But also, didn't he do it also because it's like, well, it's in front of people now. Like, these letters can't be destroyed. Like, everyone's seeing this. There's no way that it can be. Like, this was the perfect moment. And you find out Nikase was killed because of the letters. Because Nikase gave the letters to the physician. Because Nikase found it while he was prostituting, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't know they were about the physician's brother. that's not a LaCroix. That's not a LaCroix. Yeah, he comes back in the third book. Not physically comes back. Comes back to me. Visited me in my sleep. He said, it's okay, Alexis. <laughs> Sometimes that really be fucking me up, though. I'm like, this 14-year-old boy, like, never gonna grow up. Yeah. Like, he's gonna grow up anyways. He's a fucking fictional character, but still. No, 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 no. I get it. <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts. That's a baby. 
That's a whole ass baby. Um, it concludes with the regent dying, getting killed, getting murdered. Yeah. Um, and then Damon's no good bastard brother running off and he's like chasing him through the castle and he's like, I got stuck in the slave baths because of this motherfucker. So I'm going to meet him there. I know a shortcut meets up with him there. And the brother's like, you're right. I'm going to surrender. Psych stabs him. That part of me is so fucking Damon. Okay. Like I get it. I get it. He's his whole thing is his purity and it never leaves him. And I appreciate that. Cool. Like even through all these character arcs that he has, and even as he becomes like smarter tactically and blah, 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 I don't give a fuck. He becomes pure, stupid, 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 stupid. He's literally like, uh, like, yes, he's he, the purest heart ever. It's the purest he heart ever. He wants to believe that his family wouldn't mm, fuck him over, nah, even though nah, they nah, did. Nah, 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 nah. This man left you for dead, left you for dead. Not only that, stole your fucking woman. Left you for dead. Killed your dad. Not tried to that, kill you again. Tried to kill your boyfriend. Not only that, it comes out that when Damon, when Damon was like probably twelve, he started becoming physically better at active like sports than his brother. And when they were like practicing sword fighting, his brother literally stabs him. Yeah, he's tried to kill him like several times. And he's like, no, we were like just playing around. And even his bestie Nicondros is like. Mm, I don't know about that, but yeah, literally everyone's like, mm, your brother seems to be kind of jealous and heinous and like a villain. And he's like, that's my brother. He's like, yeah, he's like, my brother loves me. Okay, like I have my own grandma blocked. Okay, sometimes you just gotta hit the button, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, when he came out to him and he's like, you forgive your silly, silly, goofy big brother. Yeah, he's like, and he's we're like, just like siblings. Oh, oh, just sibling things. Yeah, his brother's like, it's just like, you know, siblings being a sibling. You've and never had like him. a bad day. Yeah. Shivs him immediately. I'm like, like reading that made me so frustrated because it's like he's had so much character growth in everything except his kindness, which like is supposed to be like, I get it. It's good. But like learn to be a little evil. Like your boyfriend's literally Laurent. Yeah, but Laurent's not evil. Laurent's not evil, but he, survival, can play, baby. but he can play the game. Like yeah. you didn't get any of that. You are literally balls deep in this man and you can't just take a little bit of like, I don't know, common sense with you back. I don't know why I like literally gasped when you said balls deep. I was like, <laughs> you can't talk about their balls. <laughs> like we don't read rated our fanfic about them for fun. Balls on my Damianos? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> And then Laurent comes in and was like, oh my god, my baby. Handcuffs him to the floor. And he's like, oh, excuse me? And then kills his brother. Full fucking circle. That was... They killed each other's brother. And it ends with the bells tolling because the king is dead. It starts with the bells tolling and it ends with the bells tolling. It starts with him killing Laurent's brother and it ends with Laurent killing his brother. Full fucking circle. I was like literally first read i was like getting depressed you know that depression you get when you're just like i'm about to finish a great book i want to keep living in this world yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i'm absolutely. there but then it felt full so full circle i was like i'm not even mad like yeah i'm okay with this it felt like closure yeah like it felt like the wound that this fucking i was like i'm going to miss them but like this is right yeah yeah if this got dragged out any longer it would have been wrong if anything else changed it would have been wrong like this felt right mm-hmm. and then i mean she also gave us all those shorts yeah so like thank you Oh, yeah, because, like, while Thanks, they're Dad. having a sexy, fun time, but, like, secretly it's sad because Laurent's about to, like, go let himself be killed. They're, like, making plans for the future, which is, like, kind of shady on his part that he's, like, 
I would love to go to the Summer Palace with you. He was letting himself dream for once. And then in how his he was, how they life. were like talking about like, oh, like if August was alive, and he's like, oh, if August was alive, you and him would be best friends, and like I'd be just trailing around trying to get a look in. He's like, oh, would he still be my friend when I court his little brother? And it's like an acknowledgement of like, no matter what world they're in, they would end up together. They just yeah, they were just that's for a each love other. baby yeah. <sighs> so like through talking about that, it's like a healing of like, yes, you did kill my brother. It was because of circumstance, not because yeah. of who we are. Yeah, yeah, that's established twice. Yeah, flip 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 it in reverse. It is your Thank you, Missy Elliott. Thank you, C.S. Picard. <laughs> and then there's a short afterwards where they do get to go to the summer palace and it's just a sexy fun time and that's when the apology for the scars on the back happen yep. and it's not verbal it's physical yep because words are not enough sometimes yep. and that's acknowledged yeah. <laughs> so good but yeah no like him the killing his brother people? like the oh. fact that they got to kill each other with Romans, but the, the way that he kills his like the fact that he handcuffs him because he knows he'd stop him even while mm-hmm. he's dying he's like nah and the way that he kills his brother is because he does the same footwork that august did and got august killed but he feigns a slip yep and then <laughs> kills him oh <laughs> oh <laughs> it is and also, like, it's also, I feel like, cathartic because it was, like, the brother that didn't deserve to die has been dead. And mm-hmm. now, finally, finally, the brother that deserves to die is it's gone. Dead. Like, everybody that's bad dies with this last man, essentially, in their universe. Yeah. Every last ribbon is tied up. And then you find out the child is not Damianos. Yeah. I mean, he has probably, like, you know, several kids in another tribe. Yeah, that man be In another country. Yeah. But um, that child is not his. It was his brother's. So he's yeah. a nephew. I've read fan fiction where it's like a continuation after the third book and it's like they get the nephew and they raise it as their own, like with Jacost. Yeah. Like that's obviously the mother. So they like let her in and they like move the capital to the center and then they join their country. Yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, fan art with them and the baby yeah. or like Jacost, like in the background mm-hmm. down there with the baby. I've also read ones where they like literally go and they find one of his offsprings from the um tribe clan of women yeah and they get one of those babies as like and it's like a almost a way to like unite those countries Mm -hmm. it's like oh luckily you have a um person that's going to be an heir to this country yeah so it's it's just fantastic the amount of things that could happen with this world that picot built and the amount of stuff that did happen and the fact that like Everything that's happening in their world is so important. But at the end of the day, like, Damon and Laurent really are the center of it. And it's delectable. It's delicious. It's incredible. See how, like, little rape was mentioned, though? Like, it really is so much part of the importance of it. Like, the slavery and the the rape and all that stuff. But it's, like... It's part of the world building and it's shown as, like, a power move. Yeah. Which is what rape is. It's not necessarily about sex. It's about power. Yeah. Taking away power from someone. Yeah. And which is... That's how it's used in the book. It's not, like... Um, Outlander where it's like a kink people comment on book one how there's a technically rape scene because Laurent has a adult pet give um, Damon a blowjob and at first Damon's like this ain't gonna work on me baby I got 
strength of steel here. Yeah. Not the I'm staying steel. flaccid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Laurent talks the pet through it, and that's when it it's against his will. Uh, but at that point, it's like dubious consent. Yeah. Because like Damon is clearly very into it. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't really want to be. Yeah, he's attracted to Laurent from the very beginning. Like yeah. it's established, like he he as his slave gives him a bath or a shower very early on, and is like pops a mad boner, mm-hmm. and Laurent's like, "Put that thing back where it came from. Put the thing back where it came from. So help me." <laughs> Literally, Laurent's like, "Tuck it back in. Tuck it back if in." If you want to keep it, you better fucking put it away. Yeah, and Damon's like, "I can't control that my PPR. <laughs> you kind of hot." You are literally my type. No, it's not an excuse. And it's never visited again in a sense of like, oh, hey, that was wrong. When it is visited again, it's very much like, tee hee hee, I did like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's definitely fucked up. But that's, again, why, like, I say, like, trigger warning for it. Know that going into it or avoid it if you don't think that that's something that you could be comfortable with. Um, I did. Um, I had to, like, I was in Portland in line to go to a brunch place a very very popular brunch place in Portland. it's called pinewood cafe i think oh yeah yeah yeah. um it was pretty good it was pretty good um i'm in line i haven't even looked at the menu because i'm going off on someone that's like i can't believe people stand captain prince that's a red flag for me if you read that and like it, it's a red flag and i was like it's incredible how you have no reading comprehension and no critical analysis skills <sighs> yeah to me it's like it's one of those things where like I feel like nuance is important here. Like, the part of this book that should not be hailed is the rape. And it is something that is eradicated in this world. It's something that is talked about. It's discussed within the book. It's discussed how it's bad. And in my opinion, it doesn't do anything worse in this universe than is done in Game of Thrones. Like, A Court of Ice and Fire... Has a explicit sex scene with a 13 year old and a 20 plus male. And I just don't see how that is like to me that felt worse to get through because it was treated like just a normal sex scene. And in my head, I'm like, this is a this is a kid. That was harder for me to get through than the entirety of the Captive Prince series was that one scene in a Game of Thrones. Like. Do I think either of them are okay? No, technically, no. But like. These are works of fiction. If these things bother you, you shouldn't consume them for your own protection and your own sanity. Like, I, I would never pressure someone to read this book. Ever. I think it's a great book. I recommend it if it would not be triggering for you to get through. That's it. Like, don't read it if you have any sort of triggers revolving around any of the things that we listed earlier. Yeah, this tweet said, Captive Prince is such a problematic novel. Why am I still seeing it on people's wrap-ups and TBRs? What the fuck? I said, this is really so stupid. No one says shit about Game of Thrones novels. But you get Dubcon one time in one novel out of three and suddenly it's problematic. I said, the point of the scene was a power grab in a world where rape is power. Your reading comprehension is low. <laughs> what did they say? Nothing. They did not reply. <laughs> they had nothing to say to it. <laughs> yeah, see, and the, like that's my thing. Like I think of hugely popular books. Like I think of Outlander, which we've gone into enough detail about. But like... I think of Outlander. I think of Game of Th- uh, A Court of Ice and Fire. I think of honestly, even like Bridgerton. Yeah, it's fine if you like read the first book and you're like, okay, like I just wasn't feeling it. Okay, yeah, cool. Like I said, I would never pressure anybody to read this book. If you don't like this book, that's totally fine. If you don't want to listen to this episode, that's totally fine. But when people like, are like, 
that's a red flag if you like it. Like, I'm sorry. Tell that to literally everyone that watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, dude. And loved it, consumed it, ate it up. Anyways. But yeah, no, like, there's so many things. And I think that, again, all of these things come with nuance and approaching it in the world that the author has set for you within that, like, realm of thinking. Like, with Bridgerton. There's so many layers to that that it's like, to me, I'm still like, she's wrong for what she did. And from the aspect of me sitting on my couch watching this on my TV, that's rape. Mm -hmm. From the aspect of it being in the show, she has so many layers that confuse her in this situation. I don't actually know what the dynamic would be between them. And he has no issue with it. So I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel. I mean, his issue isn't in the context of rape. It's the context of something else you yeah know what i mean yeah and so it's like they handle the resolution of what his issue was but as the viewer i came away being like well he was also assaulted and we kind of just never yeah because that's his wife yeah we never deal with that because of the time period and because it's his wife and because he lied and all these other things and it's like but okay because because I, I have to view this with nuance mm-hmm. i now just have to I kind of it. have my own opinions and i can have opinions from outside of it but also like enjoy it for what it is yeah and it's also not that show's job with that type of context to have commentary on those kind of things. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like all of these shows are afforded a lot more patience. Yeah. And understanding and nuance. Maybe because they're on such a big scale. Maybe because people can Google think piece videos and it's like all laid out for them. So like they have like a comfort they can go to to understand it. But like literally just apply those things to Captive Prince. And also, it's a, a fantasy-based world where a lot of fantasy-based books deal with rape a lot of times. So, all the high fantasy I've read from men have rape. Almost all of them actually have opened up within the first several chapters with rape. Court of Ice and Fire, um, Incest, pretty much right away, rape. Oh, yeah, that's like right a, away. a huge plot point is yeah. incest. Yeah, but it's high fantasy, so we just have to like swallow it. And then like... Um, God, I don't remember what the book's title is. I haven't even finished it. But like any book that was recommended to me by a man, written by a man that was high fantasy that I purchased, rape, pretty much in the opening chapter. Like this one guy was like, yeah, it's super fucking good. I couldn't even get through the first like three chapters of this book because it was just like literally raping and pillaging for three chapters. I'm like, I'm tired. Where's the plot? I'm tired. <laughs> like there's no, like there's nothing to even hold on to. Like I'm just <laughs> drowning. <laughs> like... And those were all men writing those books. This is the first high fantasy that I've read by a woman where rape is involved as much as it is in all these other like male-centered high fantasy novels. And it's the also the only high fantasy I've seen. Which, I mean, I guess, you know, C.S. Picot doesn't identify with gender. But as far as I've seen it treated on book Twitter, it's not the same way that I see like cis men's books being yeah. treated. I don't think that's fair. I do think it's... I do think it lays in C.S. Picot being not a cis man. Yeah. Or at least, like, the masculinity that's behind these things maybe being a subconscious excuse for people. I don't know. Because I literally was seeing people that have, like, oh, like, looking for moots that, you know, these are my fave books. And it's, like, A Court of Ice and Fire's on there. And then they're, like, DNIs are, like, Captive Prince. It's, like, that's that's counter. Like, what's what I'm looking for? hypocritical yeah it's hypocritical like 
that doesn't match up at all to me bestie those are like no are they the same no like if you were saying it was because of writing style totally get it like they're not like obviously yeah. but like a lot of the reasoning was like because captive prince is so rape centered i've seen excuses like oh well like the brown character is a slave but it's like the brown character is also the one that has slavery in their country yeah like there's layers to this story here yeah and your issues with it also like this is written by like a white passing but see it's because it's not white yeah like ethnically yeah racially yes yeah no but yes yeah, see it's see Picot has this in a show cold we'll probably be doing a dark rise episode maybe next week at this rate <laughs> um i only have 20 pages left yeah i'm gonna be reading it this weekend but i think it's a really good book series you don't know how many times i find tweets and i'm just like i have to i have so to. so many people it. hate captive prince i have to quote tweet can't... this with my thoughts yeah and they can't <laughs> give like solid my whole thing is it's always just like oh so you support rape henty one not to be pitbull been there done that i think i'm allowed to have opinions on it two <laughs> two this book was cathartic yeah most of the hate i see on on twitter it's usually not like oh i generally didn't like the book it's usually like oh you clearly haven't read the books or you've read like bits and pieces of the book yeah from twitter probably and i don't think you should have to read a book to have like a slight opinion on it but these people are acting like it's a fully formed like you are an awful person for reading this book like every time i go to toe them they never reply back yeah it's because <laughs> i think a lot of people that like defend captive prince also were like it's good it's sexy because it's like a kink for them and i think that like kind of fans the flames a little but it's like one they're allowed to have those kinks in a safe space where yeah. no one's being harmed and a lot of these people have like cnc kinks because they were yeah hurt in their life or fear being hurt yeah i don't know and it's like there's just so much about the so much more about these books than what it's boiled down to on twitter like i watched people try to cancel schwab for giving it five stars i remember i was like why are they trying to cancel schwab and then when nicole's like because she likes captured friends i was like <gasps> a queen a queen knows yeah, when i saw that i was like this is not the twist i expected it's the <laughs> twist i deserve because <laughs> I, like, I just read it for you too i was like oh doesn't ever drive you crazy <laughs> just okay you know how it takes like three books to really peel away laurent's character like i mean from the jump everyone's like okay you're gonna meet this one character and you're not gonna like him but like give him a chance from the jump i was like okay first off that's my baby yeah kind of evil that's my yeah, baby I, when i saw people didn't like him at first i was like yeah i was like cannot relate i have taste i like morally gray characters i love them actually and laurent spends two books morally gray you yeah. don't really know his motives you don't really understand it but i trusted him um someone's asked on twitter when was the moment that laurent knew he was in love with damon and then they were like oh well like you tell me and i've been trying to answer that for a year now since i've seen that tweet i'm like because <laughs> i'll have an answer i'm like no 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 this. <laughs> for a year it's been haunting me but in this book she said, oh, you want to know their backstory? I'll give it to you right the fuck up front. And guess what? It fucking hurts. Do you think Laurent fell in love with Damon when they slept together? And, like, in his head, he was still the one in control. And he was doing that to control Damon and then was like, uh-oh. I don't think it was even... I don't even think it was till the third book. I think he realized he loved Damon when he 
found out that the kid might be Damon's and he turned around and saw Damon's face. And then I think that was when he was kind of like, ooh, I'm in love with him. I think he liked him before that. I think cared for him. Yes. But in love. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. That was my guess. Because like when he gets drunk in the third book and Damon helps him to his room, which was another red flag, by the way. Yeah. Um, anyways. And he's like, I missed you and our friendship. And then he's like, okay, well, like, you're really drunk, so you should, like, go to sleep. And he's like, and you can just, like, you know, forget about this tomorrow, or you can punish me, whatever you want. And he says, okay, uncle, as he's leaving. And I was like, a little, at that point, I was like, Damon, Damon, please, just put it together. Yeah, because didn't he get um, Nikkei's drunk? Like, he would always, like, be pouring into his chalice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like, he probably, oh, God, what a piece of shit. I'm so glad you're dead. Ugh. And there was that rumor that Laurent was in love with his brother and that people would try to use it against him. Like, oh, you were just trying to fuck your brother. So that's why he first started fighting. He was like, mm, well, guess what? I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. He doesn't kill him, but fight him. Fight the guy. He's like, it's not my fault you were sexually attracted to your brother. He said, okay, well, now I'm going to have to fucking fight you. <laughs> Them frightened words. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you could not like Laurent. From the jump. Like, he walked That's into that room. And I get it. Like, I, I think he that... He walked in the room drunk and angry. <laughs> no, I think and it's... And scared. I think it's people's introduction to him as, like, a... Something that Damon is working against. But to me, they always were working in unison. Even when it was against each other, it was like a dance. I never yeah. looked at them as... It was always a push-pull. Yeah. It was never, like, one of them pushing too far. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was always kind of a... They always were like a puzzle piece to me. Um, when you go back and read it again and you know the whole story, you realize how much Laurent gives away in the beginning. Because, like, Damon the whole time in the beginning, he's like, oh, he's, like, you know, closed off wall. He's cold. But the first time you meet him, he, like, kind of spills it all. Yeah. He almost says that he knows who he is. Yeah. And you can tell he's, like, fearful. You don't read it the first time like that. But when you know, you're like, oh, my God. Like, he gives so much away. Well, I read... When I remember when I was reading it the first time, it just kind of felt like he was. There's so much more emotion in that opening scene from him. And then he just goes cold. And it, like it, it's Laurent, so he's still cold. But I, I remember reading it and I thought of him as like this heightened, emotional, like very angry, like filled with a lot of things character. And then it just like shuts off after that initial yeah, interaction. You see him, he's drunk. Yeah. And he's fucking pissed Mm -hmm. and like you expect this and i obviously upon reading it until you get to the end it kind of just feels like oh well he was just like out of his element but then you realize like he was more in his element than he was comfortable being Mm -hmm. was the problem this was everything he'd been working towards handed to him and he knew it was this fucking trap like he just too smart too fucking smart for his own good that's my fucking baby. That's my cinnamon apple. <laughs> the best character ever written. I don't know how she did it. This one character in this book. It's early because it's supposed to be a trilogy. You keep it. This fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> it's early since it's a trilogy, but like well on his way to being like right up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I remember reading Captain Prince and I loved it so much. Like, like I said, I get if you don't like it. It was cathartic for me in a lot of different ways. It's one of the most brilliant books I've ever read. If you can look past those things. This is genuinely going to be one of my favorite books till I die. Like. 
I knew I didn't love it as much as you did. Like, because to me, I'm like, this is like a 99.9 for me. This was your 100. Yes. Like, but I was real close. Like, I was like, I fucking love this book. I love the series. I love these characters. I adore everything about it. Like, the nuance of the situations that are uncomfortable fit my, like, needs as a reader perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, I spent the next six months after reading it looking up, like, books like Captive Prince. And I just couldn't find anything that, like... You ain't gonna find nothing mm-hmm. like it. They ain't nothing like it. There's literally, like... Nothing usually like with it. books, there's something you can go to that, like, can fill yeah. the void enough. Like... No, that's why I had to read it again. Like, there's things that fit the same veins of each other. Like, I feel like Addie and Evelyn and, like, Rules of Magic. Like, all those things kind of fit the same hole in your heart. Yeah. As a book. Nothing has filled whatever void that captive prince filled in my chest the way that captive prince has except from a, shadow and bone no from, from blood nash blood except nash, from yeah. shadow and bone ma'am don't let nicole hear i you. didn't mean to say it <laughs> yeah from blood and ash is the the first time i've been reading it i'm like this feels like captive prince a little bit to me what and yeah, it's i get it hated by the same people so i get it because it's like fast pace it's like fun but also has like meat to it mm-hmm. yeah it's like we're like oh this is a practice book for them but like if you, when you read this book you're gonna be like i can actually see that yeah which is like kind of devastating for literally everyone else that that's a practice book because this book it feels like a debut novel in the sense of it is completely different tone wise some people are just brilliant some people are masterminds c.s picot is one of them i guess i'll just have to live like that and you can tell that like not educated in america Using some random big ass words. I gotta be like looking shit up. <laughs> even, in, even in Captain so Prince, excited. I had to like look up shit and I'm like, ma- ma'am. Yeah. I was educated in America, please. Fourth grade reading level. Fourth grade reading level. <laughs> I went to a public school in America, please. I feel like the only book we've been able to go on this long about, and I know that there's so much more we could say, was. Um, V.E. Schwab was, I also, mean, was also her trilogy. Um, why is my brain burning? Shades of Magic? Yeah. Shades I mean, of Magic. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, it was also a trilogy. So yeah. it deserves a couple hours. I just can't wait for you to get done this book. <laughs> I don't know. I just, there's, I love this series a lot. I, I like it. I, I'll say it again. I get the criticism. I do think it's over-criticized compared to similar works. And I also think that for a debut work, it's brilliant. It is. It's so good. And it's so fun. And it's refreshing. And as far as queer literature goes, it was nice not to see my main characters die. (laughs) And, like, the trauma they went through was mostly moved past. So it was like I wasn't just going through, like, this gruesome, sad, like, literature the whole time. Like, it was just, like... It was about growth. Yeah. And leaning on people. Learning to trust people. And like I said, like, it just... There was a lot of catharsis in certain aspects of it, I feel like. I don't know what what they have against little blonde twinks. But clearly makes them suffer the most. Yeah. Well, those are their self-inserts. So. <laughs> At least they're not. 
And I said, sir, your son is 17 right now. He is still a teenager. And you just called him some man's wormhole in two lifetimes. Like, Paquette, why are you doing this to your characters? <laughs> why are you doing this to me, Paquette? <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you have anything else to say about Cop Difference? Mm, it's the best book ever. 10 out of 10. Yeah. The wrong, um, best character ever written. I literally do not know how you, like, peeled back those type of layers on a character. Yeah. In a character study, like, that's how you write a character. Yeah. Literally. Like, the character development and and the world building... Like, everything about this book is just so good. Like, it's just a good series. And the writing is incredible. And I felt like a better person after reading it. <laughs> like, it's perfect. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. V.E. Schwab agrees with me. So take it up with her if you don't like it. Uh, Weird Literary Bitchcraft. If you've seen Nicole, please contact us. <laughs> we do not know where she is. Yeah, we've got a couple of wanted posters up um, on local polls. And it says, have you seen our bitch? <laughs> and the picture of Nicole. Yeah, there's a picture of Nicole. And below it is these links. <laughs> Litbitchpod.com. Uh, Litbitchpod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And litbitpod at gmail.com. So please... Please, if you find a call, <laughs> please let us know. Contact us at one of these links where you can reach us, view us, and listen to us, and donate to us. Uh, please donate to our Ko-Fi so we have money to search for Nicole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please don't actually think she's a missing person. She's not. Yeah, she's completely safe. She's just fine. missing from the podcast, but she's missing to us. <laughs> um, and we have beef with her. Yeah. That's the, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>